We are having a beautiful date night. We are having like, this is our experience. This is one of those lifetime experiences of life. I don't say once in a lifetime, but one of those, like you're not doing, I mean, but you're not doing it every single time. Right. Like, you know, Brady and I, we we enjoy going out like once a month or whatever Mm -hmm. to do a fancier date night. I mean, right. Whatever date night is date night, but you can go to date night at, Applebee's, you know, like yeah, of course, of course. I'm I'm throwing in Applebee's. No, you would, but you know. treat, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But you could, you right. know, this is like fancy. We are splurging on this meal because right. we love food and right. we enjoy eating. And so, now, okay, so is it fancy like Applebee's on a date night with a Bourbon Street steak and an Oreo shake with whipped cream? And oh some, my gosh, I'm just asking. I'm just just curious. It's, it's a little, it's a little fancier. Um, Lady. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's the Matrix Electrical Podcast. Podcast. And I know you're excited because today's topic is the Grand Floridian. It is. I mean, you've been smiling for an hour now. You're like, we're not going <laughs> to be talking about the All Stars. <laughs> well, I mean, we just mentioned the All Stars, but we don't have to talk about the All Stars. We don't have to talk about off property. I don't even know what All Stars are. Right. Right. It's a myth. It's just a myth. But first, Jen, before we get there, how did you Disney this week? I am Disneying currently by wearing my, um, there it is. There it is. Oh, it's my spirit jersey. Spirit jersey. It's my spirit Fun jersey. Times. Oh, um, the flower. Is, it, is that a Grand Floridian spirit jersey? Or it is springtime? not. It's just a springtime okay. spirit jersey, but okay. I enjoyed it. And I was I was cold and I forgot. I forgot my sweatshirt one day in my mm. January trip and I was cold. And I was like, mm, guess I'm buying That's happened jersey. to us. That has happened to us. I think it was two years ago. We didn't, for whatever reason, we didn't pack any cooler clothing, cool, cool type clothing. And uh, for cool weather, and it was a cold snap in Feb- in March. It, at it happens. World. And so we ended up spending 200 bucks on a sweatshirt and like jogging pants for the kid and just like a bunch of clothes that we didn't really need to, to buy, but we were like all freezing. And, but if you're uh, freezing, like you're not going to yeah. enjoy yourself. When you're so. at Disney World and you're freezing, it's the most miserable experience because you now know I'm going to spend 60 bucks on a sweatshirt that I didn't want to buy, but now I have to buy it because I'm freezing. And you so, see, now I yeah, did walk yeah. around until I found one that I wanted to buy. I was like, no, right. I like this one. Like I'm not just well, buying one. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I have my, my, one of my favorite hoodies is a goofy hood. It's got goofy written on the front with big goofy on the back. And I bought it for like $65 a couple of years ago because for whatever reason, it was freezing. And I'm like, I didn't pack a pair of pants and all my shorts, all my shirts are short sleeve. And now I have to go buy a sweatshirt. It was nice. And so it was so warm and cuddly. I loved it. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. So I am packing for my trip. We're getting ready. Mm-hmm. And here's the trick as an autism dad. Now, I can't speak for all autistic kids because mm-hmm. when you met one kid with autism, you met one kid with autism. But here's my kid. When he knows we're going to Disney World, he doesn't sleep. He literally does not sleep the night before. And this has happened twice to us where he was up all night the night before, which basically means we get an hour or two of sleep because when he's up, he gets up, walks around the house, whatever. We have to kind of be down there at least with him, kind of keep an eye on him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of us has to be up. So he goes on the couch and like we take in turns and just it's miserable. So what we've done is we've started writing on the calendar the wrong day. So right now on our calendar, <laughs> it says Friday. Airplane Southwest Disney World because he goes on an airplane. We're flying Southwest. We're going to Disney World. 
but he's already seen the kind of the piles of clothes that are starting to get stacked up. And he's do you think like he's going to start to figure big... you out? Oh, he's already figured it out. And I think he's kind of confused as to whether the calendar says Friday, but mommy and daddy are getting stuff ready. Like we're leaving. And so we're just like, Hey, we're getting stuff ready. So, you know, we're leaving on Friday. We're leaving in a few days because all we wanted to do is sleep tonight. That's all we wanted to do is sleep tonight. We're not even getting up early. I mean, we, we have to leave the house at eight 30 tomorrow to catch a flight like 10 or 10, 15, which is fine. Um, we've done it before. We've had a flight at like five in the morning. We'll never do that again. And mm. it's just, and we've had it before. We had a flight like 5 PM, which is harder too, because we get down there and we go do a rental car. We're taking it to a doctor that we see down there in Melbourne, Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, so we get the rental car and just, you know, whatever. So we're kind of timing it out. Right. It's just, we got to get him home. We got to get him sleeping. We're trying to hide things around the house. Like I have a, like he takes supplements in the day. So this morning for breakfast, he went and grabbed a, like a Ziploc bag and grabbed his bag of supplements to put him in the Ziploc bag because he knew that's how we're taking them with us. You know, we put him in a Ziploc bag. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. No, no, no. Because I have already got his supplements in another bag off to the side. <laughs> so when he's on the counter, that's for later. And I'm like, ah, so, uh, so it's, it's been fun. It's been good times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, he's gonna Sorry, be so real quick excited, before though. we get to any news, Jenna, how's the moving process? Uh, the house you guys are closing soon. Yeah, I know Heather, quasi producer Heather, is on her way to Florida pretty much as we speak. The yeah, like as of there. when you're hearing she's, this show, she's she's on... gonna be moved in, and then like the next week or so, I mean, she'll be yeah. a permanent Floridian, and so excited, quasi producer Heather. Jen, your house update is the, have house... the Amish finished? Are they still <laughs> tweaking the the electrical stuff? Um, and just just a few last minute little tweaky updates mm -hmm. um, that they're doing. Our final walkthrough is uh, actually, if you are listening to this episode, the day it drops, it is today. I am probably walking through the house Fine. right now. Um, nice. And then our closing date is Monday, later in the day on Monday. So um, that is, so I will take all that the good exciting. as we get through this done. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So this is a transition house and you'll just build another house later and move. Uh, later that again, is it. Right? Absolutely. No, <laughs> absolutely not. This is it. I am never going through this mm -hmm. again. Uh, yeah. Never. Well, I mean, and you and Brady are pretty relatively young. You, you especially on the young side of life. And so it's almost mm -hmm. like. This is the time that you're going to have a house and spend the next 40 years in it. I mean, this is your yeah, home. This, this is, the is one it. This, this is, is it. Home, but this is know. why we built it this way. Right. right. This is why Which it's been sense. such a process. But that's okay sense. because we will never do it again. That's really, really cool. That's exciting. And I'm really excited for you guys. I, I'm excited you. about that. Of course, we're having a retreat. Uh, all the agents are coming at the Pittsburgh. So we get to see the home in uh, in June, which is exciting. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I've only been to Philadelphia. Um, you know, when I ran the Rocky Steps as we were driving through town. And so because that's what you have to do when you go to Philadelphia. So that's exciting. Uh, mm. But I'm excited for you guys. I think this is great, which leads us to a little bit of news. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah! News! We're going to kick it off over at Disneyland. Just some quick hits. First of all, Hyperspace Mountain is returning to Space Mountain in Disneyland, which is exciting. It's celebrating Star Wars Month because, you know, of course, Disneyland gets all the cool stuff. And so they're going to be celebrating Star Wars. And, of course, the May of 4th be with you. That's coming uh, from May 1st to June 4th. Hyperspace Mountain, you get in there, and there's all kinds of Star Wars effects. And it's really cool. Um, they, they has like the one thing about Space Mountain over there is there is there are sounds coming from your car, like have speakers in the car. Yeah. So it's not as if like when they play music at Disney World, you hear music, 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 music. 
<laughs> you know, it's all like it's passing as you no, go, and you're zipping through it. But here, it's consistent because it's in the cart at Disneyland. It's like Rock and Roller Coaster uh, World, yeah, where exactly. it stays with you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so there'll be Star Wars stuff going on, a laser firing all around you, and everything. And it's a really cool effect, and I'm really it excited really, about this. It really, really is. And I like the fact that it's a permanent thing. Oh, not permanent, but it's a it's a set time. It's like May first, July fourth. That's it. That's all. Come get it if you can. If not, we go back to regular Space Mountain. So it's not any wondering of, is it going to be there forever? Do we get it? I don't know. So that's cool. Also opening up uh, is the Mickey's Toontown, the reimagined Toontown. It's the Centennial Park, which is right there at the entrance of the new land uh, with different play experiences. And we'll give, kind of give a quick rundown of what to expect mm -hmm. when you go out there. I know Kyla, Kyla, Kyla is headed there in a week and a half, which she is exciting. Is. Um, the Goofy's How to Play Yard has a whimsical sound garden where kids will discover ways to make wacky sounds. As, as well as enjoy an all-new elevated clubhouse. Uh, Goofy's house will have weird and wonderful interactive candy-making machines. Donald's Duck Pond will be a splash pad there where you can meet Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. Uh, Chippendale's Gadget Coaster. This is the, the Inspector Gadget Coaster. It's been rethemed to Chippendale. It's, it's like a, almost like a barnstormer. It's a very short ride. It's a mm -hmm. lot of fun, though. It's real quick, kind of zips through there. Um, so if you have smaller children who are you're not sure about the roller coasters, this is the one to try them on to see if they like it. Uh, Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin will also be returning. Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's House, they've had house facelifts. Their house are returning, and so they'll be refurbed there. Uh, you can purchase food and beverages at the Good Boy Grocers. It'll be like a road stand offering grab-and-go drinks. And the Cafe Disney, it's a sidewalk table eatery serving dino classics. None other than Daisy herself will be there serving up. Uh, the 100 Years of Wonder Celebration kick kicked off in January 27th. Of course, that is when Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway also opened, and you will find that in Toontown. And I'm excited about going back to Disneyland probably, hopefully, the next year or so. I'd like to try to get there every couple of years, or maybe if we'll have an agency retreat out there, Jen. Get mm -hmm. on it. Come on. Gotta get to it. Um, there's that. And zipping over to Walt Disney World, Tron has started soft openings which we were mm -hmm. hoping this would happen of course me going down there i'm hoping i was lamenting the fact that it's opening for good on april 3rd i was leaving on the 29th i'm like two days later three, four days later oh but now they are in soft openings which i think disney's yeah. like okay this ride is ready let's go ahead and get some people on it um it is like guardians of the galaxy there yes. is no standby line it, please it, hear and, me folks please yes. do not you cannot just podcast, get in line don't just walk and like, where's the line 7 a.m. on the dot. You have mm -hmm. got to get on and get your virtual queue. Yep. That's your first thing, virtual queue. Second thing, if you want to purchase individual Lightning Lane attractions, which means you pay for it. I think it's like 20 bucks is how much it's been so far this week. 20 bucks per person. That basically yeah, purchases you the 20. quick access. Mm -hmm. Also know that if you get into the virtual queue, and I think people are finding this out with Guardians, get into the virtual queue. That's the standby line, basically. That is the standby So line. if it's a three-hour wait, that means you're in line for three hours. But you're but, in line. And so, but the but whole reason for pass. virtual yeah. queue is they're right. avoiding the three hour wait, right. but it's right. not going to be like a 10 minute wait. Right. And actually, and I say three hours, it's not going to be three hours. It might be 90 minutes or so. It might be something like that. But they have boarding queues, boarding times to come back. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason I said it's that about three out. hours is um, uh, somebody posted a picture that said the 365 minute wait time, which basically means that's your that's your boarding wait time. It's your, you're having right. to wait for your boarding times later. It's just. Yeah. Boarding times are backed up. Um, Tron's going to be the same way. It's going to be the, the virtual queue. It's going to be the longer line. Mm -hmm. You can purchase the access, get into the lightning lane line. If you have the uh, the disability pass, the way to do that, obviously, is you if you get into the virtual queue, you're like, well, the reason I have a disability pass is so I don't have to wait an hour and a half. You don't. You go talk to the cast member, say, hey, mm -hmm. we got into the virtual queue. We have the disability pass. They will put you in the lightning lane line, right? Yes. Just like that. No problem. Um, don't do it unless you have a virtual queue, though. You can't just walk up and be like, hey, we have the right. DAS pass. Can we ride? You can't unless you have a virtual queue. So just know that mm -hmm. has to happen. 
So yes. there's a little rundown there. Soft openings for Tron. It's exciting. People are loving the ride. I'm excited about it. I still think Guardians is going to be more popular. I think that give it three In months. The long I think run. that'll still be the hardest one to hardest one to get. Um, but I'm excited for Tron. And well, I don't and I think part of that is just because for a while. Guardians is is a longer ride. It is a longer I mean, coaster, it, it right. is a longer right. coaster and than, a more intense coaster as well. Um, it, it is. You know. Although I think Tron is not that I've ridden it yet is going to be thrilling and wonderful. Oh yeah, I'm excited and, about you know, that too. And I yeah. think it's great. I'm excited about it. But I do think that in the grand scheme, it probably mm. will not end up in as high demand as, yeah. as Guardians. Yeah. Uh, also, and that's not to slight Tron at all, because I'm excited no, about riding I it. Think it's We're going to be, be my wife, Steph, and I are both going to be on our phones, and she's going to be trying to get virtual queue, and I'll try to be at Lightning Lane. If we ride it twice, great. If we ride it once, great. I've got my Tron yeah. shirt ready to go, but I'm not going to wear it unless I know we have a boarding group or virtual account, virtual time. Yeah. I'm going to hold that shirt if I have to. <laughs> um, finally, Genie Plus. If you purchase Genie Plus, you get your ride photos for free, which is exciting. It's a part yes. of Memory Maker. If you have Memory Maker, you already already get your ride photos, and that's those are the the the, the ride mm -hmm. photos that come from Seven Doors Mine Train, which is sometimes a video. Tower of Terror, sometimes a video. Uh, photos on Buzz Lightyear, but photos on Rock and Roller Coaster. All mm -hmm. those photos have been included in Memory Maker. Well, now, not saying you shouldn't buy Memory Maker, but if you don't buy Memory Maker and you only buy Genie Plus, you get the ride photos included, which is really exciting. That's a really cool perk. I, mean, yeah. I, I think that's a really really little small something. They that's that added value we were talking so, about last added week. Added value. Exactly. We love added value. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of news, just a few things to run through here real quick. One thing I, would, I do want to talk about just before you kind of get to the big grand flow discussion. Jen, one of the things that, that you and I as travel planners, and of course you're the owner of Upon a Star Travel and Concierge, one of the things I think we're both running into, especially at spring break, is people, number one, not planning ahead for their trips. And I, I get it. Sometimes you're like, last minute mm -hmm. trip, let's just go and see what happens. But number two, when you get that trip booked or when you have a trip mm -hmm. booked, not planning ahead for that trip itself mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, we've had multiple people it, it, ask us previously, Christmas week, it's a busy Christmas week because I figure everybody will stay home. No, it's the Definitely busiest not. week of the year. Spring break. We figure midtime spring break, mm -hmm. mid middle of the week will be fine. Well, you know, we won't go to the weekends. We'll go to the middle of the week. No, it's mm -mm. Re still really, really, really mm -hmm. busy. You have to have park reservations. And these park reservations are selling out several days ahead of time because mm -hmm. it's so busy. Um, the Tron opening on April the 3rd, when events like this happen, it's already sold out for Magic right. Kingdom. April, sorry, April the 4th. I said 3rd, 4th. April the 4th. Um, it's already sold out for Magic Kingdom. So if you want to go to Magic Kingdom today, you can't get in. And so mm -hmm. it's it's you have to have... Uh, we want you to call travel planners, whether it's us or anybody else. Please pick us, pick us. We want you to, because this is our yeah. job. This is our help us, help, help you. But the days of just waking up one day while you're on vacation in Tampa, Florida and saying, you know what, guys, let's go to Disney World. Those days are gone. They are gone. Those and, days are and, gone. And, and I understand it because I've actually had clients this week, in fact, asking, mm -hmm. well, you know, we want to go such and such, but we don't want it to be a total rain out. We really just want to wait. Can't we purchase day, you know, tickets day of to make sure it's good weather? No. And, right. and I'm not saying that to be rude, but but no, you probably can't <laughs> because you. Now have there are times of the year where you might be able to, and because you walk Correct. up the ticket window, a but lot of times it's really break. really busy. Not spring break, but now, you spring know, like break. let's just say mid September. You wake okay. up one morning. Let's go to the Magic Kingdom and purchase a ticket. It's available. You can do, but you still have to have a park reservation, which means you still have to go in your app, even though you just bought a ticket. You have to do your park reservation yeah. on there to get and in. You need to make sure um, that that park reservation is available. Actually, exactly. for a one day ticket, they are now including that because you have to pick your park when you buy. Yes, a one well, there ticket. you go. Um, also, you know, you unless you know how to plan, you know, you would have had to get Genie Plus before seven a.m. So it's not like you wake mm -hmm. up at seven, going park opens at nine. Let's get over there by eight thirty. No, it's just. 
plan ahead, folks. Plan ahead. Uh, I would we love want to you to you... have the best experience. Yes, exactly. and that's what and the point is. It's like you, know, you, you can have an okay experience if you try to wing it. Right. But if you put a little bit of forethought into it, even though I understand that there are some people who just like to be spontaneous, and I get yes. it. It's just this is no longer the sort of vacation where you right. can be. Six Flags, you can do it that way. Go to Six 100%. Flags. One hundred percent. Go. Go to Kennywood if you're from Pittsburgh. Ticket, you can totally just exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But you know, and if you're a special needs parent like myself, it's something you have to go in and plan for that as well. It only takes a few extra minutes to do, but you have to plan for that. There's a lot of things with Disney World, and even. Kind of, kind of universal at this point too. There are things yeah. you have to plan ahead for. So I just urge you mm -hmm. folks out there, don't just walk into a trip, a Disney World trip, thinking yeah. it's easy. I got this. Nobody's going to be there, or eh, we'll just show up and even even if you're like, well, I did this a couple years ago. Remember, right. things are totally it's different. different. It's different is, because yeah. then what happens is you become that person who stands in line because you didn't have a plan and you get grumpy and the whole day goes mm -hmm. by and you're like, we did four things that we were lying all day. I'm never going back. Well, you're never going back because that's your fault. It's not Disney's fault. That's your fault. <laughs> That's entirely your fault. Don't punish your entire your children and your rest of your family because you didn't make a plan and you got mad at somebody. Or, else, so. or if you want to be spot, like j then just go in with the right mindset because there's nothing yes. wrong with that. There are days where Brady and I do not plan very much. Like we know we're going to a park. Of course, we get the park reservation because you know we do. Yeah, but absolutely, we are okay if we just ride the people mm -hmm. mover or if we just right. walk around and people, okay, mm -hmm. we just want to look at the shops. We just want to walk up and down main street, mm -hmm. but we're okay with that right. because we go enough. But if this is like your big one and done, you, you know, make well, this it is why it's, you, yeah, this is why I, this work, this podcast works because you and I have such different styles. We are rope droppers. Yeah. I want to be there 30 minutes or 45 minutes before the gate opens because I want to get in because I want to be able to knock off an attraction immediately without having to get a genie plus for it or a lightning lane for it, even a das fest for it. I want to go straight to attraction. Fly to passage is the perfect example for that because you don't have to get any of those things. You just show up 30, 45 minutes ahead of time. Follow the crowd. You're going to be on and off that ride in the first hour of your day, and you're, it's done. Everything else is going to be busy, but Flight of Passage, you can knock out like that if you don't want to purchase it. Um, but you and I tour differently because you'll show up lunchtime, You know, maybe stop by Nomad Lounge or grab a bite to eat at Flame Tree or something like that if you haven't eaten at Grand Floridian or wherever you are, you know, All-Star <laughs> Food Court. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the uh, the end zone food court at All-Star Sports. Yeah, I definitely um, don't know what that is. <laughs> that's a myth um you know and you'll show up and probably you will have if you really want to do flight of passage you guys will have already done genie for it you know early on you woke up for like five minutes going D -d 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 my phone okay about to sleep you know and so <laughs> I've that's, that. that's how that's how we plan uh differently which is which is cool so let's talk about the crown jewel of the disney resorts and that is the grand floridian This is your favorite resort. Now, we're going to talk the history of Grand Floridian because it's got a, a fascinating history of how it came to be, mm -hmm. what it was supposed to be, and what it is now. But I want to ask you, before we dive into the details of Grand Floridian, Jen, just an overview, why do you love the Grand Flow so much over over other resorts like Saratoga or Contemporary or even Riviera? Why does the Grand Flow just speak to you? I mean, I it, I think it, you know some of it goes back to my history with the Grand Floridian. Mm -hmm. So I remember as a kid um with my family we were vacationing in Walt Disney World and we were we must have been riding the monorail we we must have been um mm -hmm. but i remember from the you know regardless from the monorail station seeing the grand floridian and right. just 
you know, hearing about it on the monorail, talking about their flagship resort, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And in my head thinking like, I really want to stay there one day. And I think I said something to my mom and she's like, oh yeah, well, we would too. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) of course, they're on an expensive trip. And, um, And so that just kind of planted it in my head. Um, never had stayed there until actually our honeymoon. And this was, again, a place where Brady always wanted to stay. So this was the splurge. This, again, crown jewel honeymoon. This is what like he really wanted to do for us. And so it holds a special place in my heart because I remember always wanting to stay there and then actually getting to stay there on my honeymoon. And it was everything I dreamed it would be and more. But I also, I love the convenience. I love the restaurants. Um, and I just love the flavor because I know we're going to talk about it is sort of that 1920s vibe and I love that era and you know so even as much as like you've got the piano player they used to have the jazz band I do miss the jazz band by the way they were amazing but I love listening to the live music I just love everything about the whole vibe so yeah and the soundtrack to this particular episode is going to be the Grand Floridian background music because Jane you can't hear it yet but in the background of this episode, you will be hearing the Grand Floridian background music, the piano tunes and the mm-hmm. jazz, the jazz singles and things like that. And, you know, it's really the only place on property you're going to hear the song making Whoopi sung um, <laughs> from a piano player, you know, but who needs another reason, another season right. for singing, making Whoopi. Uh, so going back all the way back to the to the beginning, 1967, whenever they were looking at building the Florida Project or Walt mm-hmm. Disney World as it was to be known, uh, Walt had a couple of things in mind. Of course, he had the, the whole Magic Kingdom. We got that. He wanted five luxury resort hotels. The first ones were the contemporary and the Polynesian. That was it. So we get two to begin with, and then we we would build a third, then a fourth, and a fifth based Mm -hmm. on demand because we weren't going to build five and then not have them all stand empty. So let's build two. And Mm -hmm. as the the park gets busier and busier, we'll build a third one, then a fourth one. And he wanted an Asian, a Venetian, and a Persian-themed restaurant – not restaurant, resort. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the third one – Ostensibly with restaurants. I mean (laughs) – right. So the demand had started to build over the next several years, and what was like, well, for this third resort, let's build a Polynesian, a contemporary. Well, we got a Polynesian contemporary. Let's build. Let's make it Persia, Asia, or Venice. This is what we want. Let's pick one of these. So they were they were going to put the Persian themed restaurant north of the contemporary hotel, mm-hmm. uh, kind of east of Tomorrowland. So in that little nook there, that corner where you're looking at Space Mountain, a contemporary is on your right side in that mm-hmm. corner. Okay. Ven- the Venetian themed restaurant would be located between the TTC and the contemporary. So okay. when you go to the contemporary to the TTC, there would be another resort right there. The Asian themed restaurant was be- was to be built between Polynesian and the Magic Kingdom. So you know where that went. Mm-hmm. So the master plan was this Asian restaurant and Disney was so sure they were going to have this re- I keep saying restaurant. I've said restaurant like five times. Resort. This Asian resort was this master plan for Walt Disney World. During the construction, they were so sure they were going to build this. They set aside this square-shaped plot of land right there by Seven Seas Lagoon, which is where, of course, we had Grand Floridian. And it was inspired by Thailand. It was going to have these furnishings and decor. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a 600-room resort with these large, square main buildings with buildings Mm -hmm. off to the side. You know, again, much like a resort we see now. Um, They had, like, elevated drawings, and they had just the construction ready to go, the blueprints, but it never moved forward because in 1973 there was an oil crisis much like 9-11 put put back so many things mm-hmm. and canceled so many things walt disney world in you know at 2001 yeah. 1973 did the same thing early 70s a tough time in the country with the economy and everything tourism to orlando was down so they're like well we're not going to build a hotel right now because it's just not there 
Also, lack of time, lack of money. Um, they had just bought out U.S. Steel to help build some other projects, and so they were like, we can't just go splurging money on a brand new hotel. Yeah. Uh, they finally they had the monorail built and everything, and the monorail was going past this big empty plot of land. So in 84, Michael Eisner took over. Mm -hmm. So he basically looked. Now, he's given credit for a lot of things that the Grand Flow has, but things were starting to move along already. Uh, there was a guy named Alan Lapidus, and he's a renowned architect. He was working on the Mediterranean Resort and Village for Disney World, working on that whole theme. And he noticed the Imagineers were designing the Grand Floridian. Well, they they loved the Grand Floridian design so much, they delayed the Mediterranean Resort. Once the Grand Flow got up and running... They just canceled the Mediterranean Resort. They were like, "We this is the crown jewel. We're not going to get any better than this. Matter of fact, they had actually named the, the main road down to the car care center Asian Way. In 86, it was renamed Floridian Way because the Asian, Mediterranean, that whole thing was finally just canceled completely. Just Yeah. Um, because what they originally wanted, they, they wanted the hotels to kind of complement the Magic Kingdom. Um, like the contemporary kind of complements Tomorrowland, the Polynesian kind of goes to the Adventureland, the Asian mm -hmm. Resort would have kind of complemented the Magic Kingdom as well. Well, now it's kind of... The, Asia, the, the Main Street USA, the train station is kind of the Floridian backdrop. It's kind of the theming yeah. there. So we had an architecture company called Wimberley, Wizenond, Allison Tong, and Goo, uh, or <laughs> WWATG, now just called WATG, or I will call it WATG for short. They're the ones working on the Grand Floridian. They visited hotels all over the country. They bought books on Venetian mm -hmm. architecture, Victorian architecture. They went to San Francisco, and the web did not exist back then, so they couldn't look these right. things up. So they actually had to go across the country and even around the world to mm -hmm. look at these buildings. People look at the Grand Floridian, they figure it looks like the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, mm -hmm. but they also pulled from the Washington Resort in New Hampshire, uh, the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island in Michigan, the Bellevue Biltmore in Clearwater, Florida, uh, Victorian Houses in San Francisco. So they pulled from everything to get this done. So the backstory is that the Grand Floridian has bright white towers and gabled roofs that echo the Victorian architecture influence that's come to symbolize Florida's carefree winters and balmy summer nights. Uh, the Grand Floridian was going to reflect the era of railroad magnates who built the new rail routes to Florida with a large, grand hotel <laughs> at the end of the line. So 40 acres, which was going to be an Asian resort, now prepped for this. Now, they had to they had to deal with the, the swamp and the soil and blah, 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 because, you know, it's built in the swamp. Plus, right. the monorail was a challenge because the Wilderness Lodge um, and the Grand Floridian both have themes that aren't really monorail-y, I guess, which is why the monorail never really ran through Wilderness Lodge because it was such a jarring thing of, like, fancy monorail, futuristic train, old rustic Wilderness Lodge. They didn't <laughs> marry the two. However, with Grand Floridian, they couldn't hide it. Wilderness Lodge just sat back a little yeah. bit, so you don't have to see it. They couldn't do that with Grand Floridian because there was a building there. They had to have mm -hmm. the monorail stop. So they basically had to reposition the monorail. They made the run, they swapped them out. They made the run, monorail carts bigger. They had to redo the track. Um, they had to do some of the platform leveling and everything to kind of break it out there. So they got it built. They got it done. I mean, the, the, the details, of course, are just gorgeous. The Victorian design. Mm -hmm. um, they selected, this is minutiae, really. They selected lighter colors and focused on animal subjects, giving the lobby and guest room interiors a more playful look. Mm -hmm. um, the prominent colors the design team chose to focus on were terracotta, dark peach, mossy green, mint green. I am speaking Jin's language. She's like, please, give me more. This is amazing. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's all the colors that, um, yeah, we're popular. Little little great tidbit here, though, is the designers are concerned that when you're on the, come off the monorail, enter the building, the main building, you're on the second floor. So you walk yes. in this grand atrium, and it's like a little disorienting because you're like, why am I on the second floor? To resolve that issue, 
They had landmarks built in, like the cage-like elevator, a mm -hmm. Chinese-style birdcage, a grand staircase, and unifying elements to kind of bring these colors together so your mind, your my eyes and mind weren't just blown by like this massive right. room. It was kind of this big flow of thing. Uh, they have, you know, the, the chandeliers in the lobby. They're 16 feet high. They hang 40 feet, um, 40 feet above the lobby. They weigh a ton each. Opened on June 28th, 1988, 34 years ago, almost 35 years ago. Do you know the two people who did the uh, uh, the cut the ribbon with Michael Eisner and Frank Wells? Do you know the, the celebrities that were there? Oh, you know, I did know. At one point, I knew this. Whether or well, not this is one I of the things that if people it. didn't know, they would never guess. Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. That's were right. Cut the ribbon. I I did know that because I've like seen pictures, but I just, I would have I never gotten that a million years. I'd be like, I mean, if yeah. if I hadn't yeah re like seen it before, then I would have been like, what? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Random. So in 1989, the Grand Floridian Beach Resort, which is what it was called initially, mm -hmm. received its first AAA Four Diamond Award rating. Yeah. It's maintained that rating for 28 years. Victoria Alberts has been a triple, uh, AAA Five Diamond Award winning restaurant for 17 years in a row. Yep. Forbes, a Four Diamond Award winner, the Grand Floridian has gotten designation in the Florida Green Lodging Program. Of course, at Grand Floridian, and we'll talk about some of this in just a second, but you're going to find Stricos, Narcoosies. 1900 Park Fair, although it's not open well, yet. It's not open right uh, now, but... Reopened yet. The Grand Floridian Cafe, um, mm -hmm. Gasparilla Island Grill, the mm -hmm. Beaches Pool Bar and Grill, the Courtyard mm -hmm. Pool Bar. Um, they renamed it in 1997 to the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. In 2011, a DVC board met at the Contemporary Hotel and announced the expansion of the Grand Flow to include a 147-room DVC property. Mm -hmm. So you got several buildings. The main building, and Jen can cross all these off because I'm sure she stated every single room at every building. Uh, the Not Sago Cay, the Schroederloaf, Conch Key, Boca Chica, and P Big Pine Key. And finally, just for the details, 867 rooms, 25 suites, including the Victorian suite, the Roy O. Disney suite, the Walt mm -hmm. Disney suite, and the Grand suite. Again, I'm sure these are yep. all rooms. You're like, yeah, well, I had some time to kill, so I stayed at the Walt Disney suite. Uh -oh. Whatever. <laughs> have you ever been in any of those suites, or have you, have you stayed in any of those suites? I have not stayed in any of the suites, actually. Um, yeah. I have been in the main Is there a guest room lodge. in your new home that's going to be themed to Grand Floridian, like the Grand Floridian Walt Disney suite? Which, Because if not, you're doing it wrong. No, I mean, I guess I am doing that wrong. I, I don't, but <laughs> we do love the grand very, 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 very much. So. Um, restaurants, of course, the big ones are Citricos and Narcoosies. And Narcoosies is the one that's, is that the one that sits there on the water on the and dock? Victoria and Alberts. Well, we'll get there. We'll right. get there. Um, uh, Narcoosies is the one that sits on the dock. Okay, it sits on the dock. You walk, you basically pull up and with the with the ferry boat there going from Magic Kingdom and back. It will be there, reopening this. soon. It's reopening, I think, at the end of the month because it was closed for they were redoing the inside what are the differences in two food style wise like what kind of food are you getting at both or is it both kind of similar um no i wouldn't say similar I, I mean they are both upscale they're both deluxe okay mm -hmm. right oh yeah the dining plan deluxe dining plan yep. right um yep. both would have been you two mean, credits you mean, uh, two credits per person yes those are both two credits signature <laughs> dining <laughs> no signature no uh narcusi is a bit more like steak and seafood so surf and turf mm -hmm. whereas um, Citrico's, I guess, under with the new menu, I'd call it a bit more of a Mediterranean flair, maybe. Like, right. you can still get seafood up there. You can still get a, a steak up there. But I would say the styles of cooking are different. Um, you know, a lot more, I want to say, like, some more even, like, Spanish-inspired with with that di mm -hmm. with the dishes in Citrico's. Also, um, but again, like I said, also some in Italian inspiration. So that's why I kind of went with Mediterranean, right. you know, kind right. of like fresh cooking versus the more traditional surf and turf seafood um, 
restaurants. So I would say a little heavier on the seafood, but I really right. love both of them. They're so good. Narcusi's for a while also did have a brunch. Do not know if that is going to come back, but it was a lovely brunch when they had it. <laughs> so I if hope. Brady comes to you and says, Jen, we have time for one dining experience at 6 p.m. on our final night. You get to pick one. Citrico's and Narcusi's. They both have mm. one of you know, 6 p.m. availability for both. Which one are you picking? I'll probably, are you choosing? I'll probably pick Narcusi's. Okay. All right. I've been to both. I like both, but they're a little too rich for my blood. Um, just because I'm a little more Alstari than you are, obviously. <laughs> I will say my speed is the Grand Floridian Cafe. And that's going to be more of your... It's good. Like, it reminds me kind of the plaza at Magic Kingdom. It's your basic, your basic, your soups, your salads, your sandwiches, your things like that. Um, I've had several meals there. I think I've had breakfast there before. I'm not. Only, I don't oh, even breakfast, breakfast is now, really good. But they, the breakfast there was really, really good. Very good. Um, the Gasparilla Island Grill is great because I like the layout of it because they basically like your sandwiches and stuff. It's like your counter service. You can go grab some food from there real quick, which mm -hmm. is nice. Um, Grand Floridian Cafe, back to that, is typically one that's available a lot of times. So if you can't yeah. find something to eat and you're in this area, you know, it's it's worth worth eating or worth or worth trying oh, out. Oh, it's whatever. very good. Um, also, the Enchanted Rose is there. Now, Jen, tell us a little yes, bit about is. what is what is exactly is the Enchanted Rose? So the Enchanted Rose is, I mean, for, for lack of a better word, it's like it's their bar. It's their cocktail lounge. Um, now, it used to be called Misner's and it was very mm -hmm. small. So there used to be okay. at the if you're at the Grand Floridian um, right. right around the corner from Citrico's, that's that whole back location was Misner's. And then there was a shop. They moved the shop, let's say downstairs, and then they expanded the Misners into the shop space and created the Enchanted Rose, which if you've been to the Enchanted Rose, you will know there are actually two rooms. There is the main room on the right. I call it the main one because that's where the, the bar is. There's also a side um, little area and you can walk out onto the patio, like balcony okay. thing. And right. that used to be like a sitting area as well as um, the store. And then where Misner's was is the, it's like, <laughs> the theme is darker. It's more like candle lit room. And that's where you can see a lot of Beauty and the Beast touches. But the Enchanted Rose in general has all of Beauty and the Beast touches. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, and they have, I would say heavy hors d'oeuvres as well. Yes, so the, it's good the, food. It really it's good food yep. the menu i mean it's not an extensive menu but the menu mm -hmm. items are really really good so especially like for a late night snack the fries are good the, the fries, fries are, are very fabulous good. Yes. and the crab mac and cheese mm -hmm. is like mm, yep and the and drinks the are good rice. and so it's just it's a good little place to go sit relax yeah. especially it was the place that we all went after the 50th on october 1st mm -hmm. yeah, 2021 the 50th anniversary day was over yep. we were all exhausted we went to the we went to the enchanted rose and just sat yeah. and had drinks and had snacks and just kind of chilled it was like four or five of us and just kind of chilling out which it was, was great which was fantastic it was great so that is there um it's basically your your last stop before Magic Kingdom on the monorail. And our family will take an afternoon either on a Magic Kingdom day or sometimes we'll do it. You know, like tomorrow, mm -hmm. we might do it tomorrow evening before we go to Disney Springs. Hit the monorail and hit all three resorts. Oh, yeah. Uh, get sure. off the temporary look at the shops. Same thing mm -hmm. with Polynesian. And we love the Grand Floridian because you walk in to the right. There's a great little shop there. It's a little gift shop. Your toys and your pins and your shirts and basic stuff like that. More of a, I don't want to say a kid's shop, but it's like family well, stuff the, all the way through. Yeah, mostly family. exactly. Uh, to your left, of course, is your basin, which is your like your your bath stuff and your bath bubbly bath and bombs blah, 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 blah. and like yeah stuff I could care less scrubs. about. So that's all there. Smells I mean, delicious. Trick, 
you, know, you want to make sense, you go in there. Um, oh. There is a couple of stores, and I can't think of the name of them, but a couple of stores on the bottom, on, on, on the first floor there over in the corner, and that's going to be more of your higher-end shirts mm-hmm. and clothing. That's where you. That's where I found the $1,000 Mickey ears that are diamond-studded yes. and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I sent a picture to you. I'm like, yeah. you want me to get these Get these for you? You're going to have to PayPal me like, yeah. right now. <laughs> and they're like, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm like, good. I'm good. Um, no, but that's where you can find like Tommy Bahama, Lily yep. Pulitzer. Um, they'll yep. have like some of the, the Doonies and um, mm-hmm. if you know some of the other purses yeah. kate's Spade. how you know you're not in a value versus a uh versus a, a deluxe for many reasons obviously but the value has like one food court and a, one gift shop and that's where you can find your band-aids and your toothpaste and your toothbrush and your shaving cream over here in the corner but also your pins and your lanyards mm-hmm. and your sweatshirts and your higher-end shirts whatever, all in one place everything's pop you walk in it's all mm-hmm. right there go straight through the food court at Grand Floridian, you've got like four places to sit down and eat for table service. You've got a bar. You've got a couple bars, actually. You've got a higher end mm-hmm. store up here. you got a family store up there. And then you got like a sundry store over here to the left as you're walking through the lobby, which is great. Grand Floridian is also probably my favorite place to go for the holidays, mm-hmm. for Christmas time, because they've got the life-size gingerbread house, which... Uh, to people, when you, when people don't who don't know who've never seen it hear that, they're like, "Oh, well, that's cool." It's like you don't understand. There is a like a twelve foot tall gingerbread house. Yeah. There is a wood frame to it, but other than that, everything else yeah. on that thing is gingerbread and sugar. Yeah, like, all edible food. Don't eat the house. You can't because it's probably been lacquered so it doesn't fall apart. Yeah, yeah don't. But eat it's it. all made out of edible items, yes. and it's amazing because people are inside selling gingerbread and selling yeah. cake pops and selling cookies. They and are. Cook, and cook. It's just, and you walk into that grand flow. Mm-hmm. And just the scent hits you, and it's like, oh, it, it so smells good. like Christmas. It yeah. smells like Christmas. It's so like, like Christmas time at the Grand. Mm-hmm. I love walking in and mm-hmm. and smelling that, but then also yep. seeing the gorgeous Christmas trees. Yes, yes. Oh, um, the holiday in any holiday like Easter Sunday or Easter uh, decorations. Mm-hmm. There, they have the Easter eggs that are there. Yeah, and a couple of dozen of incredible chocolate Easter eggs that are Absolutely. real chocolate. And I read an article recently on how they have to maintain the temperature to a very specific degree in that lobby because it's chocolate. And yeah. there's a six foot tall Kevin bird from Up Easter mm-hmm. egg in there made all of chocolate. And I can't Absolutely. wait. Absolutely, I'm excited about seeing that. I'll send you some pictures. Um, although you'll be there in a couple weeks, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm just really excited about being down there, and I, and I love seeing the Grand Floridian. I know I make fun of it because I make mm-hmm. fun of Jen because that's what I do. Uh, I, I don't dislike the Grand Floridian at all. It's one of those places that, for me, staying there, I would rather stay at other places um, mm-hmm. for that price per room. But I don't besmirch anybody for staying there. Like I would stay at the. I, I love Saratoga Springs and I love Riviera, and I want to stay at the Riviera. But somebody like yourself might be like, you know what? If I got that, then I'm going to stay at the Grand Floridian because I love the Grand Floridian. I and actually love – I do love Riviera as well. And Brady, I've never stayed there. I'm looking forward to it. I just so. don't have the history with the Riviera because right. it's a newer resort. Right. And that but makes total I, sense. But whenever we stayed there last time, Brady really enjoyed that. So I think that's mm-hmm. one that's going to be more in our rotation as we're right. able to book it. Just because – we do enjoy that one as well, right. just for different reasons. We love mm-hmm. Europe, and it has that more European flavor, which I'm sure we'll talk about eventually. But of course, of course, yeah. Um, and of course, they've got the several pools there. They've got the wedding pavilion that's mm-hmm. there, um, so you can get married there. And like a lot of resorts, they have the the movies on the quad and things like that. And just, right. It's, you know, it's a it's a beautiful resort. If you've never been there, and if you don't intend on staying there, that's okay too. I would say go visit, go check oh, it yeah. out. Totally. Uh, I always encourage people to take 
take an hour, hit the monorail, um, mm-hmm. get off on those resorts, look around. And for me, it's especially with our kid, it's a great place to kind of relax a little bit. He'll yeah. run around the lobby a little bit. He'll pop in the chairs. He likes the elevator, goes up and down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mother-in-law will go kind of sit in the chair. For, she's like, I'll just sit here for a few minutes and y'all do your thing. Stephanie might do the same thing. She's yeah. or I'll go do a little shopping and I'll watch the kids who kind of walk around and it's beautiful grounds. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous resort. It's a beautiful resort. It is. So, so that is your history of the Grand Floridian, and that's what it looks like. And, of course, if you want to stay there, you're thinking, you know what? I wouldn't mind staying there for a night. I've had clients that, have, that will stay at Value Resorts. I had a client that stayed at a Pop Century for four to five nights for their 10th wedding anniversary. And she's like, but we want one night at Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. We want one night to kind of blow it out. Let's stay there. And that was actually on their anniversary. They had dinner there. Oh, and they just had nice. the best time. She's like, we saved money by staying at Pop. So we were able to stay at Grand Flow in a nicer, like a nicer, not just mm-hmm. a standard, but like a theme park view. We had dinner at Narcoosie's or Citrico's or one of the places and just had a great time and and so people people can do that all the time so there's yeah. nothing wrong with that and yes the price can be a bit much but when you talk to your travel agents like ourselves pick jen pick me pick whoever on the team um there are i don't want to say always but a lot of times there are room discounts to be had there are savings to be had there are um right now if you stay at the grand floridian for the summer um you, know, you can get a dining card like 150 bucks for the for the room for, yeah, night. for, about, for about one so more week for one more <laughs> week until the 27th yeah. so when you hear this you got a week um, but that dining card's available. So if you booked your trip through like mid-September at the Grand Flow for five mm-hmm. nights, you're talking like $750, $800 in dining money in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might be like the difference of saying, you know what? Instead of saying at the moderate like we were going to do, we're going to save 800 bucks on dining. Let's just stay there. Happy to help. So any more thoughts on the Grand Floridian? Any thoughts on uh, anything Victoria else? Victorian Alberts. Victorian Alberts. Beautiful. I, it's wonderful. Never been past. I've never been there. It's See, that's me, Jen. But then again, I have a hard time spending $25 on a pair of pants. And so I'm like, I can get these for $17 at Target. Why do I spend $27 here for a pair of khakis? We I'm just like, think very differently yeah. about that. Kind we of really stuff. do. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> what do you what do you love about Victorian Alberts? I mean, what is it? Okay, so tell me about Victorian Alberts. Somebody who's like, I've heard that name. I know it's fancy. Yeah, it what is. What is Victorian Alberts? Well, as you mentioned, it is a five diamond restaurant. Um, this is one of the restaurants. It was not on the dining plan. When there was a dining plan, this was this was not. Right. Yeah, no, you it's had it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is one of those. Um, you are going to go. There really aren't prices on the menu. You know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is a dress code, and I am talking like you need to wear a tie. You need to wear a jacket and a tie if you are, uh, you know, a gentleman. Women, you know, there is this a is dress not for code. Kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is. Um, I don't know that they for, like expressly forbid children in there. I can't remember, but I will just say I didn't see any children in there. This would not be an experience that I think smaller children were, would enjoy because right. this is a, if you are a foodie, you are somebody who wants the extended dining experience. This is it. It is mm-hmm. fabulous. I'm talking, it was like Love eight it. courses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can, you can do with or without a wine pairing. Um, you know, at the end, the coffee comes out in this crazy, amazing contraption that just like nice. brews it in front of you. They like it. love the contraption. It's, it's so cool. Um, but like the portion sizes, because you're having so many courses, each course is a very manageable size to allow you to finish, <laughs> you know, the courses and make it the right, whole way right. through without being like, oh my gosh, if I put another bite in, I'm, I'm done. But it is in the top three meals of my life, literally, because it was so good. Every And then, like, the service is impeccable. And, you know, oh. just – and it's the atmosphere. So it is one of those 
we are having a beautiful date night. We are having like this is our experience. This is you one know. of those lifetime experiences of like well, I don't say once in a lifetime, but one of those like you're not doing. Well, I mean, this but you're not doing it every trip. single time, right? Yeah, like exactly. you know, Brady and I we, we enjoy going out like once a month or whatever mm -hmm. to do a fancier date night. I mean, right? Whatever date night is date night, right. but you can go right, to date right, right. night at. Applebee's, you know, like no, of course, of course. I'm don't, throwing don't, in Applebee's. No, you would, but you know. treat, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But you could, you right. know, this is like fancy. We are splurging on this meal because right. we love food and right. we enjoy eating. And so, now, okay, so is it fancy like Applebee's on a date night with a Bourbon Street steak and an Oreo shake with whipped cream? And oh my some gosh. I'm just asking. I'm just, just curious. It's, it's, a little, it's a little fancier. Um, now, final question about Victoria and Alberts, though. How full do you get? Because I imagine by course six, I'd be like, I, I don't know how much more I can eat. Or is it like um, small enough portions? It's small enough portions. You? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, at the end, you're still full. Don't get me wrong. You're oh, yeah. not like, oh, I can go out and eat a cheeseburger. Well, if I'm still um, <laughs> paying that price, if I'm still full, I'm still hungry after, after yeah. course eight, I'm like, Bring me something. No. I don't care. Like there, that guy's plate is not empty. Bring there it to me. There <laughs> came to one of the courses where I was like, as amazing as this is, if I don't stop eating, I mm -hmm. will get full too fast. So I'm only going to eat because it was a pasta course. And you right. know, pasta right, can right. be filling. Oh, yeah, pasta will fill. So yeah, I was like, I'm only going to eat half of this. So even though it wasn't a huge serving, I also knew myself. I'm like, okay, I'll back off. Right. Only have half of this. Right. And mm -hmm. you know, it was so yeah, I well, I, I visited Jaleo briefly with Kyla, Kyla, mm -hmm. Kyla, and her husband Bankles, and it was like that's a multi-course meal as well. Yeah, I've never been. Um, and but if you do that one, you can order regular. Yes. But yeah, yeah, and they, they were there, the and they were doing the experience, and so I kind of joined them. Mm -hmm. I kind of nibbled here and there, and they were telling me they were they still had dessert coming and other things coming, and they were like we're full we can't <laughs> eat it and so they were passing me the food and i'm like i'll eat the steak sure okay i'll have a bit of this sure why not and so it was very very good so victoria and alberts it's one of those things where yeah. if you we were happy to help you with that as well we're not even gonna throw the price that doesn't matter um if you gotta ask and so uh so yeah we're happy to help you with that as well and that might be something I, considering because i've got a 20 20 year wedding anniversary coming up next year and we're talking about mm -hmm. disney cruise and or maybe a possible stay and that's something i've considered like what if i took Stephanie to that that's a lot of money but I got a year to look at it you know pay for it she's not she never listens to the podcast doesn't matter so she's not gonna <laughs> hear this um but she listens to any podcast so it's okay but um but yeah so that's Victoria and Alberts folks yeah. that's your that is your 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 wind down on Victoria and Alberts make sure to follow me this week um on the magic on a dollar follow me on Instagram there of course over on Facebook magic on a dollar and Disney on a dollar and I'll be posting pictures and videos and all the fun things of all the fun things we're doing as we're hitting all the parks and all the resorts and things like that. And just having a good mm -hmm. family. This is now this is actually my vacation. This is not even a work trip. So it's actually my vacation. But Jen being the slave driver she is, I got to have content. So I'll be consistently what? posting, you know. Oh. <laughs> Jen, where can we find you? You can find me at Upon a Star Jen and my personal Instagram at Jen underscore Novotny. Since I'm not currently traveling, um, just expect any and all posts to be about my house at this point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> people are following the house. People are wondering about the house. So this is so good. just so you and... know, I'll probably keep that more on my personal Instagram, but uh, feel <laughs> but free. Still. Once once we close on that bad boy. Victoria and Albert, here we come. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Main Trilogical Podcast. Don't forget to thank your Phoenicians. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.